0: In this episode, I'll be exploring new research which has found that global wind systems are responsible for mosses becoming one of our planet's most widely distributed plants. Spread out like a living blanket of dewy jade, the fire moss basks in its ubiquity, verdant carpets that stretch out across the forest, over the pavement and up, up, onto the rooftops of our fabricated treetop homes. Strips of mottled green that lie in rootless ordered bands, carried across oceans on unseen hands, their delicate touch brushing off the hidden geographies of this turbulent, dispersal. This poem is inspired by research published in Frontiers in Plant Science which has found that global wind patterns are closely linked to the relative ubiquity of mosses. Mosses are any one of at least 12,000 species of small spore-bearing land plants. They are one of the oldest plant groups on earth and are distributed throughout the world except in areas of salt water. Most mosses grow in damp shaded places but they are extremely resilient organisms that can survive in almost any condition thriving in forests, rooftops, pavements, and even polar climates. However, exactly how mosses have come to occupy almost every nook and cranny of our planet is not entirely clear. In this new study, researchers have shown that there is a remarkable overlap between global wind patterns and the way in which one species of moss has spread over time. Ceratodon purpureus, which goes by the more common name of fire moss, red shank, and purple horn toothed moss, depending on geographic location, is one of the world's most widespread moss species with its high tolerance to pollutants, meaning that it is common in many urban and industrial environments. In this study, researchers used genetic samples from fire moss collected from dried plant collections or herbaria from around the world. These genetic samples were then used to build an extensive evolutionary tree. And by comparing this to global wind patterns, the researchers were able to show that these wind patterns were responsible the similar species of moss being observed in distinct latitudinal bands. For example, moss spores from North America are likely blown by the prevailing westerlies across the Atlantic to Denmark. As well as helping to determine the provenance and distribution of mosses, these findings could also help to explain the spread of other organisms, such as bacteria and fungi, which are also spread via microscopic airborne particles transported by the wind. Now that you've heard the science... Let me read the poem to you again. Spread out like a living blanket of dewy jade, the fire moss basks in its ubiquity. Verdant carpets that stretch out across the forest, over the pavement and up, up, onto the rooftops of our fabricated treetop homes. Strips of mottled green that lie in rootless ordered bands, carried across oceans on unseen hands, their delicate touch brushing off the hidden geographies, of this turbulent dispersal. In this section of the podcast, I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode, I'll be reading Moss by Bruce Guernsey. Bruce Guernsey is an American poet, teacher and editor. Guernsey graduated from Colgate University in 1966, later earning MA's from the University of Virginia and the John Hopkins University, and a PhD from the University of New Hampshire. His poetry collections include Lost Wealth, published in 1974, January Thor, published in 1982, and New England Primer, published in 2008. His various honours include fellowships in poetry from the NEA, the Illinois Arts Council, and the Bread Loaf Writers' Conference. Guernsey is currently a Distinguished Professor Emeritus at Eastern Illinois University, where he has taught creative writing and American literature for 25 years. Moss by Bruce Guernsey. How must it be to be moss, that slipcover of rocks? Imagine, greening in the dark, longing for north, the silence of birds gone south. How does moss do it? All day in a dank place and never a cough. A wet dust where light falls, where the chisel put the name. Thank you for listening to The Poetry of Science.